This is Daisen Shui X the podcast, episode 172 for the week of April 12th, 2009. Welcome to Dies and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball. Thank you, in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. We have a very special episode this evening. It is Friday, April 10th. Is that it? Is that the date? Yes. 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 We have uh, just recently come back from a screening of Dragon Ball Evolution. The live-action movie, the American-made live-action movie. We have a room full of folks here. We are foregoing all the regular formalities with the news and the releases and the emails and all that nonsense. We're here to discuss the movie only. I know recently we talked about it with Julian, who's over in Japan, who saw the movie. But, you know, it's the American debut. We got a bunch of Americans in the room. We are here to talk about the movie. So I would like to go around and uh, say who's here and if you're even a Dragon Ball fan in the first place. So I will start over here to, right now, my lesson proverbial left, Mary. Hi. I'm Hi. somewhat regular, I guess. Yes, and you are. I am a regular. You're a very regular. regular. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a Dragon Ball fan, I think, after watching this movie. I think I still am. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, joining us again, a semi-regular on the show, Jeff. And yet still a Dragon Ball version, according to you. <laughs> yes, I consider you a virgin. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. Thank well, you. debatably. Thank you so much for joining us. You're quite well. You forced me here. <laughs> <laughs> I did no such thing. You volunteered. <laughs> joining us after a very, very long time of not being on the show, though you have heard from him if you listen to VG Convos, Mr. Andrew Deluxe. Yes, the return. What's up, dude? Well, the the movie was up on a screen. This is very true. <laughs> and and it was a movie. You would not confirm yay or nay whether or not you were coming this evening. I was probably not going to come, to be honest. And then... What changed your mind? Uh, you kept texting me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you should come see this. And... That's all it takes? Well, enough times, yes. All right. Aren't you used to Mike lying to you yet, Andrew? <laughs> well, plus he told me that um, there was going to be beer and nachos and um, celebrities and a red carpet. I said one of these four things. <laughs> it was not. And so it turns out only the beer was true. All right. Well, thank you for being here. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Oh, and um, as far as being a Dragon Ball fan goes. Yes, yes. Um, I, I don't know what that is. All right. It's the Boncho fan. <laughs> oh, wow. We'll get to you and your jokes. <laughs> Joining us for the first time here on this show, a friend of the show, I would say, Albert. How the hell are you doing, man? I'm doing great. And it's the uh, first time you've been down here with us. Absolutely, yes. And I'm happy to say um, I Ooh. am a... <laughs> Shut up! Drink your beer. <laughs> uh, yes, I am a Dragon Ball fan. I am a 12-year veteran. Oh, no shit. Yep. Well, it is great to have you here with us then. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say. A returning guest over here, Megan. What's up? Hey, how are you? I'm... I just saw a movie. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I did too. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, it was... Well, I guess I'll... <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> It's great to have you back. You've been on the show, I think, twice. So this is number three? Uh, I think so, yeah. Very, very nice. We'll continue. Oh, well, we know you're a Dragon Ball fan because you've been on the show. Yes. Then again, Andrew's been on the show and he's not a Dragon <laughs> Ball fan. So I guess it doesn't really mean anything with this particular show. 
All right, we'll continue onwards. We have Jeff's girlfriend, Joy, joining us. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. You're a James Marsters fan. Yes, I am. So was that the uh, main contributing factor to seeing the movie? Yes, I just stared at him the entire time, <laughs> pretty much. The, the two minutes he was in the movie? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, how much Dragon Ball do you know? Anything? I've watched a few episodes back in the Toonami age, but that's about it. All right. Was James Marster still sexy and green? Yes, very much. <laughs> Just checking. I'll second that. <laughs> Continuing onwards, again, we've seen him around here a lot. Uh, over on Fiji Convos, made an appearance twice, but never on Daizenshu EX. We welcome Bryce here. Yeah, what's up? Popping my cherry here on Daizenshu. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very excited oh, to be here. Of course. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's do there, it. There, that's <laughs> what I want. What beer is that for you? Uh, Yingling. Oh, number two. <laughs> <laughs> Yingling is not a number. <laughs> Answers the question well yeah, enough. Whatever. I think it's sticking in. Um, so yeah, um, I've read all of the manga and seen Toonami episodes. That's about it. <laughs> Fantastic. Me. As far as a DBZ fan goes. Awesome to have you here, though, Bryce. Thank oh, you. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. And joining us after nearly 170 episodes. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scott Melzer, what's up, dude? Hey, the, the prodigal guest returns. Well, uh, am I a Dragon Ball fan? I really would like to thank half of the people in the room here for making me not look like the newbie <laughs> idiot that I was last time I was here. You're welcome. Although I don't think I've actually seen an episode since three years ago, but... Uh, that's fine, that's fine. But there you go. It is great to have you here. I am glad to have everyone here. We have lots of different perspectives on the movie. Let's just get right into it who would like to go first with whatever thought they have in their mind whether it's a general summary kind of thought or just one specific thing that was under your skin or over your skin does that where andrew's reaching for the microphone i i just have a question sure sure w was that close to the show no yes <laughs> <laughs> okay i i just wanted to ask that okay which show <laughs> That's true. It, could it be was a, very close to Speed Racer. It was close to a show. Yeah, it was. It was actually Hello Kitty. It was very, very close to Hello Kitty. <laughs> the, the porn. All right, I am just going to pick at random Bryce. Oh, um, I thought the first uh, few seconds of the movie would have had a close-up shot of Goku's face with sweat slowly dripping off it <laughs> to be disgusting, and I hated it. <laughs> right. So the first two seconds really left a bad taste in my mouth. All right. Especially when the sweat Ew. was like... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like it. I, I didn't like the first couple seconds. We'll talk about the rest later. Well, let's, let's stay with the opening for a little bit because we had this very interesting narration uh, telling you all about what you would need to know to go into it. Oh, I forgot about that part. I guess <laughs> from a non-fan perspective, explaining that Piccolo was sealed away and now he's back after 2,000 years, but saying nothing about how or why he's back after 2,000 years. He's just kind of there. Well, he's Jesus. <laughs> it's if true. You didn't, if you didn't Jesus see was trapped in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, come on. You didn't see the parallels? I must I mean, have missed it. I mean, it came out for Easter. Come on. How dumb can you be, Mike? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I'm missing everything with this movie. Uh, this this opening narration, what, what did you guys think of it? Did it fit with the movie? Did you need it? I mean, it's not really geared towards us. It's geared towards... A younger fan. It's geared think. toward me, I think. Yeah. So it helped me because otherwise, I, I mean, as lost as I was, that helped a bit. Except none of that was in the original, except for maybe throwing out words like Mafuba and Ozaru. Mm -hmm. 
and kind of assigning it okay, yeah. meetings. The, 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 the little, kind of nonsense. The, the little bit that I knew, it seemed strange to me because I, I didn't think that Piccolo was sealed away in a genie bottle until Aladdin woke him up. I mean, I didn't <laughs> – I was not aware that that was the case. And apparently it's blue. not. Well, what happened was in the series, if you don't know, Piccolo Daimao or Demon Lord Piccolo was indeed sealed away in a rice cooker. But he was mm. sealed away nonetheless. Hmm. And what happens in the series is Pilaf, Andrew, I don't know if you remember him, the little blue guy, uh, resurrected him and brought him back out into the world. So there is something to that with a Piccolo being sealed away and being brought back. Although there's nothing about in this movie who did it, why he's back, what he's doing other than trying to get the Dragon Balls and take vengeance. And, and does, does Dragon Ball take place on Earth? It takes place on a planet Earth. Not necessarily our own Earth. Okay, because that one looked like it was ours, because yeah. I saw South America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're paying attention to that. So let's stick with story stuff. Uh, did that make sense to anyone for the fans or non-fans? Was it irking you that there were some differences? Well, Mike, I think any medium, you know, any time where you're, you're really telling a story and you're changing the medium, it does have to be self-contained. Definitely, definitely. So, if you have uh, not necessarily thinking of fans, but it's got to work for both. Otherwise, there's no way that they could basically sell this. Some Most of the people are going to walk into the audience and sit down and watch this film, and they're going to go, I have no idea who anybody was. So Absolutely. It, it was necessary for that. I mean, even if it was, say, a, a, a sequel to an earlier film or you know, part three, part four. Right, there's Star always Wars. reintroductions of yeah, things. Yeah, Star Wars has recaps. Right, but um, whether or not it works by itself as a film, whether or not uh, you know, you you should use the term Dragon Ball mm -hmm. or even you know, Toriyama and all of those things, those are things that that you can really debate. But it is necessary to have something there because otherwise you're going to have 20 minutes of Lord of the Rings style exposition. Definitely, especially considering that the Piccolo arc in the series is not the first story arc in the series. There's a lot of stuff that comes prior to that. And so I thought that in, its, in and of itself was an interesting choice to go with uh, for the series. You assume that DBZ was the biggest thing that came out over here. They would start with that. So it was interesting that they went kind of two story arcs prior to that to move forward. Um, Gives them room to go somewhere. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the sequel will get them hyped for the sequel of DBZ. Let's stick with story stuff. Um, things people liked and disliked. Anything in particular? I hear laughing and chuckling. <laughs> Is that the general reaction to the, to the story? Like hot women. Yeah. They had, remember last time I was here, I said, what do you like about Dragon Ball Z? And, and I said, hot women. the hot women. Uh -huh. I'm going to continue with that <laughs> statement. All right. Fair enough. Uh, no one seems to want to I say anything. Didn't I didn't like the high school stuff. <laughs> very that true. was very awkward yeah, all across the board that it was goku at all definitely like anytime that he was fighting i kind of felt like okay i can sort of believe it even though he's just some white dude but anytime you threw him in high school with cars and and parties it was like what this is not the dragon ball universe and they're not fashionable and they don't care about girls and getting it on goku's <laughs> just too stupid for that i agree i so, think even within the context of the movie it didn't really make much sense because like he's he promised his grandfather he wouldn't beat the crap out of these bullies that are and yeah, he just goes and does it well <laughs> the thing is he's like oh if i just dodge their punches and make them hurt themselves i don't break my promise but the thing is like why do he wait so long to do that like if he, if he had right. the power to do that why didn't he just do that the second they started pissing him off 
I think the way Julian described it was the script just calls for these things to happen rather than it making sense for those things to happen. Another thing we talked about, Mary, you and I, when Julian was on the show, was that the school stuff is out of place, as awkward as it is. It does get in and out relatively quickly. I thought it stuck around in this movie longer than I thought it was going to, judging by the junior novel. So that was a little disappointing to me to see it drag on for so long. Stick with the school stuff. Uh, this Carrie Fuller character and the <laughs> Geeko and uh, the amazing, amazing dialogue taking place here. <laughs> Anyone have anything they want to go with? I- I'm seeing heads shaking at me. Well, the whole thing did feel very compressed. It's like maybe it could have been a semi-decent two-hour movie, but then they try to just get through, get to the fast parts, you know, get as many showings in the theater as possible. Like, this really felt like, wow, that two-minute scene didn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe if it was three, it would have worked better, but it was Uh edited down. It really felt like it was just sped up and edited down to me. I felt that they were strongly trying to invoke a Spider-Man type feel to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you recall, Spider-Man had, I thought, very similar scenes to it Mm -hmm. with the love interest and the bullies and not fighting back. So uh, I think what you have there are producers who saw Spider-Man. That works. Let's do that. that, Exactly. So, I mean, that's to me, this is the producers reworking a script, maybe. I can see that, definitely. But for me, it didn't it didn't bother me so much because I didn't know about the world of Dragon Ball to begin with. Right. So to me, it almost seemed like sort of uh, a rather generic superhero uh-huh. movie type of thing. So it, it didn't bother me. I just thought it was cliched. It wasn't as nearly as bad as I thought it would be. The movie or the school stuff? Both. Okay. Um, and of course, I, I don't know. I always had the impression from what you told me that there's not much of love interest stuff going on in uh-huh. the manga. No, so obviously right. they introduced that, right? Was that... Right, the Goku and the Chi-Chi stuff. I mean, there are the things going on with Bulma and Yamcha in the manga, but it's always incidental and in the background, and Toriyama avoids it, and then next time you see them, they're kind of boyfriend and girlfriend, but never really go anywhere with it. Here, I mean, Goku and Chi-Chi are all over each other, essentially from what we see as first sight. And that's not to say that Chi-Chi isn't Gaga over him, you know, when they're 12 years old, but it felt very, very different from the Goku and Chi-Chi relationship that we know in the manga. Well, if the intro is to give you any clue, it's basically telling you, look, just forget about the show, it's not really... True. Be based on that at all. True. And I, I'm okay with throwing away what I know, but then when they tell me that they are those characters... They have the that, same names as the characters in the show. Yeah, right, that's right. kind of like why seeing Chi-Chi as a high schooler, when that's just sort of, I don't know, it just didn't seem to make much sense in terms of if you were going to go with the original story. Yeah. Putting that in there, it just doesn't fit at all. But like I said, the intro did a good job of just saying, forget it, this is just a whole new storyline. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when I was preparing myself to watch this movie, I first said to myself... Don't treat this as like a part of the Dragon Ball universe. Treat this as like yeah, something some new. simple action movie. Yeah. And did that help you? Uh, a little bit. And mm-hmm. it still didn't impress me that much, but overall it did leave a better impression than if I would accept it as an actual part of the Dragon Ball universe. Interesting that you're saying like you have to mentally prepare yourself to go into <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, basically. It- because you're a fan, because you know what there is? Exactly. Okay. Andrew, as opposed to you, where you didn't feel like you had to mentally prepare yourself, other than maybe just for a bad movie? Right. That's that's exactly right. And uh, basically, a lot of the compromises I think they had to make were for people like me, uh-huh. which, to be honest, I think is a mistake. Because, okay. I mean, I personally don't think the movie's going to do well. No. So why not just make it for the fans anyway? But, yeah. of course, they want to make it 
appeal to everyone, and in doing so, I think they alienate some of their fans. That's actually what we saw a lot after the Japanese premiere. Um, some of our own foreign members and other people that have been around for a while over in Japan, that's exactly what we were hearing, whereas who did they make this for? Because there were too many things in the movie, like the shadow crane strike, lots of other things, that seem like they would be something from the series, but are completely made up and have no relevance to the story. And well, yet they, they introduced them a fuba. Yeah, right. Which is right, in the story. Right, right. And, and the Kamehameha. Mm -hmm. But the Shadow Crane. Uh, Don't forget me? the airbenders. Right. This, oh, yeah, this talk of airbending. Very, very strange. Oh, by the way, that scene in the classroom, we start imagining Chi Chi in a, a, tulip, <laughs> a tulip field <laughs> nibbling on a strawberry. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, like, what the hell was that? That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I thought that she, was she's great. pretty cute. I've actually met her, the actress in. Real life. Oh, really? Yeah. What's I that? Is there a story? Can I have that? Uh, well, I just met her as she went to get to college, but I don't know. The, she, she was on Real World, San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's where she's from, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's she's cute. So, better eye candy than, I think, the other movie we saw that was really bad, Chun-Li. I, <laughs> I don't think she's cute at all, so. <laughs> I know. We've just been dragging you to terrible yeah, movies. Yeah, so a little, a little better eye candy is always nice when you're watching these movies. It definitely gets you through the day. Scott, something you were talking about earlier was condensing mm -hmm. things down and the pacing of these scenes and just mm -hmm. could it be longer? Would that make it better? One scene in particular that was really bugging me was, and they didn't even name them in the movie. I know the name from uh, the junior novel and the video game. It's these Fulum or Fulum, whatever they are, the regenerating things that Piccolo made from his blood. Did you guys notice that you didn't actually see them during the fight with Goku, it was so... I couldn't see anything, Mike. I couldn't see anything going on. The fight scenes were just clunky in the editing stage. I'm sorry. This that... scene in particular, totally. It was yeah. just... Yeah, you, I, you I couldn't tell what was going on. Well, I think more, more than... I mean, I really like Andrew's Spider-Man analogy, but I think even more than that, it's the modern... Uh, Hong Kong style kung fu film. Uh -huh. So you look at the last couple that that came out, all the way up to you know the daggers and uh, uh, Forbidden Kingdom and stuff like that. It, they're going for that look, but the way that those work is if you have big, long, sweeping yes, cuts. Yes, exactly. If you go cut, 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 all that you're doing is showing. Wow, this was 37 takes. None of them good. None and of the them editor is trying to save this movie's ass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I couldn't see much of anything. The the first fight that you see, the training montage, that should have been really good, but the cuts were so fast that, uh, like, was that a stunt double? Was that not? A, yeah. yeah. You know, and it stuck through the film. Well, oh, that's really more of a Hollywood-style action yes. scene with a lot of cuts. And I, know, and I noticed that, too. And the answer is actually, I think, real simple. Uh, they didn't have the the martial artist right. to pull that off. Right, they can't do it. I I noticed yeah, that not enough skill. Yeah. I noticed that especially with the Emmy Rossum uh, fight scenes that she did, and uh -huh. they, and they it looked like the script tried to minimize that as much as right. Possible. There wasn't much with her, uh, but when she did do it, I mean, there were there were some cuts where all you saw was like a leg moving. Yeah, and obviously that wasn't Emmy. I don't think. Right. So I I, I noticed that right away. The editing. For the for the action sequences were were a lot closer to like the martial arts scenes in Batman Begins, where there were a lot <laughs> right. of quick cuts, yeah, yeah. as opposed to like what you were saying, the yeah. the Hong Kong style action movies. Well, most most of the, uh, the the actors in the film are not white, yet it's the film is very very American uh, feeling. Yeah. Now I did almost cream my pants when I saw Chow Yun Fat. <laughs> I was like, I don't care how bad this film is. Did you know I he was like this be film? In it? I had no clue. Okay. So that was awesome. <laughs> All right. 
And I didn't know James Mars was it. Very sorry to say this. I didn't know he was in it until I saw the credits. And then retroactively, we're like, oh, that's why he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're really big on the fight scenes, the slowdowns as well. Like yeah, that. yeah. We saw the stupid stuff too. That's becoming more of a trend Water I'm seeing. Cause that, we saw did, that in Watchmen. Like, and they did, too. and sort of yep. like 300 did it a ton of as well. Yeah, and it was very slow down right before the big hit. The, the stupid shots. It was after they've been hit, right about to hit the ground or into the water or something. It, yeah, it was like at the wrong times. So yeah. Like the Watchmen, it felt like when they did it, it was like at the right time. And there was just too much of it there. there. <laughs> but yeah, I want to take it over to, and I'm probably the only one who's going to know some of this. Uh, the Junior novel, which was written obviously before the movie came out. There are a couple things in there that I felt whether they were filmed for the movie, I don't know, maybe it'll be in a director's cut later on, that were really, really helpful and I thought gave either someone more screen time or was more interesting. So when Mai was using that machine to draw Piccolo's blood to create these regenerating things, in the junior novel what happens is one of them comes out and Piccolo says something, he smirks, he takes up a sword and he cuts it in half and Maya's like, oh my god, what are you doing? And then it regenerates into two. And so you kind of see, you, you get this idea of what's going to be happening. Maybe it's foreshadowing a little too much, but I thought Piccolo needed more screen time in this movie. And it seemed like that could have helped bring that out a little bit. When Goku was chopping that one guy up you and then start, start tossing the bodies <laughs> to make a bridge, I was like, what on earth is he doing? Like, I thought they were just going to fill the whole thing up with bodies. <laughs> I said this last time we talked about it with Julian, but I actually like that. That seems to me like something Goku would do. That's the kind of dumb fighting yeah, ingenuity that he would come up with to throw it in there. Oh, Mary, you and I actually turned to each other and kind of smiled at one moment, and that was when... Oh, when he's running around with the garbage on his back. Yeah, yeah. reminiscent of when he's training with the turtle shell on his back. Yes. I thought that was cute. That that felt like, again, one of those few, all right, I'm smiling because that's Dragon Ball to me. Another that thing that there. felt kind of Dragon Ball to me was Bulma's introduction. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know why. I mean, it was kind of off the way that she didn't know what the Dragon Balls really were, but when she goes off with Goku, it kind of felt like, oh, you know, they're riding off on the vehicle. It kind of feels like the original uh-huh. a little bit. I kind of got that sense of, okay, they're off. For their adventure. Off on their adventure, exactly. Right. Even though the rules were a little flip where Goku seemed to know everything and she knew nothing. Uh, We talked about it before, though. But the DVE, that's catchy or that's a catchy name. Like, you totally expect her to turn to the screen and give this giant wing DVE. (laughs) Like, yeah, we, we get it. Uh, but there was, there was a, a funny pee joke in the junior novel as well there that was left out that I thought would have been another one of those Toriyama peel-off era stupid jokes, but would make it feel more like Dragon Ball. Another thing that, whether it was left out or whatever the case was with that, that was a little sad for me. What did you think of the capsules? Instead of it being like a puff of smoke, it's, I guess, a it, transformer. I think it works for the <laughs> setting they're going for. I liked it when she threw it at the, yeah, the it, at Mai. I, exactly. thought, that, I, thought, I that thought that was, was pretty neat. cool use of it. Actually. It seems like something Bulma would yeah. do. I'm, Again, I, I like it when that. the characters do things that remind me, oh, I guess that is that character. There are very few moments. He's like, here you the- go, and like tosses it, and like you know the button presses, and right. then <laughs> it starts to become a hovercraft or whatever the hell. Right, but they really cut it short, though. Like I was, I was starting to be impressed and think that was awesome, and then they cut away. It's like, well, yeah. well we only have so much budget for this film, <laughs> so like instead of really seeing the whole thing, you, you kind of see like yep. just enough to get the gist. Just like the fight scenes. Well, let's talk about the the budget and the effects and stuff, because I felt a lot of them were really, really cheap looking. Whether it was this dragon palace, whatever they called it, coming out of the ground. I... Whatever the the zooms they were using, it kind of looked to me like it was styrofoam buildings. It's only a a model. 
<laughs> that's the problem i can't remember what other specific shots there were like that but there were a couple all times of <laughs> all of them i enjoyed when goku put all that gel in his hair and it like went <laughs> like all of a sudden splat right out dude. well there were two splats there was that yeah. and then there was the orange as well oh, yeah. all over Roshi's face. they got good splat technology very though. very much so as well as like bug grabbing and throwing into gohan's mouth oh, the bug, that was another one i thought the bug looked terrible yeah, it was, yeah. i just liked how he grabbed it and just like tossed it into gohan's mouth it was like well i think to be fair they were it was almost good but they were slightly off and yes. that's what made it like the zooms from like basically up in space like you just see the whole planet and zoom 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 that's right on someone's face and there was no obvious cut yeah. on that I, I thought it was done really really well but there was something slightly off that made it look like it was cgi uh, i was gonna say that i thought the dragon at the end was not impressive no no, no. in fact oh, i think the last time I was, three seconds of camera time too. I, I i think the last time i was on the show we reviewed the hong kong version yes of the, the remastered <laughs> version of yeah. the movie and the dragon reminded me a lot of the dragon from that movie, yes. which is not a good thing. <laughs> mm. I thought he was going to talk. Instead, he was like, Rah! all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, we expect Shenlong to at least say, hey, Sup. where's your wish? Let's, <laughs> let's get going here. But completely silent. That's not the Shenlong I know. It I was wished everyone who was killed by Frieza to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was that. nice that the wish, the one wish made was to bring someone back to life, because yes, that's just, yes. maybe be honest, in the series, wish. like, almost every wish that was made had to do with bringing people back to it's life. It's either so. panties or bringing someone yeah. back to life. <laughs> so. my, my problem is, alright, they brought him back to life, what about Grandpa Gohan? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been over a year, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't he know. died of natural causes. This, this <laughs> House collapse. <laughs> yeah. I if heard about his if accident. Not, if he's not killed by supernatural causes, we can't bring him back through magical means. <sighs> Look at you spouting out stuff here. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a Buffy fan, but I know nothing about Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, it still works. It's the James Marsters connection. Ooh, I, I was thanks. just going to say, I'm not usually offended by the CG stuff that wasn't really all that great, but uh -huh. what really offended me was when Goku's uh, jumping across the bodies in the lava. Yes. Looks like a man on, oh, on yes. strings on yes. a green screen. Very, yeah, very much so. Done. That's probably the one I wanted to mention. Completely forgot about that Take one. Take thirty-seven. Terrible. Still sucks. All right, which one sucks the least? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's look CG floating. over top of that one. What other stuff? Uh, let's talk about Yamcha. Oh yes, <gasps> oh, he was awesome. Come on, <laughs> so hot. Wait, was was Yamcha in this film? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> As I, was, as I was mentioning to Julian, reading the junior novel, I felt like the things he did and the things he said were Yamcha, and Julian warned me, like, um, well, the way he talks and what happens, not so much. It's, it's the actor and the director. Exactly, exactly what happened. I felt like there was a Yamcha underneath maybe three layers of bullshit on top of him. It was just, ugh. Someone else talk about Yamcha. He wasn't a martial artist in this in the movie either. He, like, did he didn't do anything. He just shot a gun. He like, shot Maya at the end. So. <laughs> like, that, that's it. Oh yeah. Speaking of shooting, Ma there was a lot of guys hitting girls in this. Way more than I expected for like a PG <laughs> movie. Like just like I mean, Goku kicked the crap out of Chi Chi at one point awesome. <laughs> by accident. But he Equal can't time. defend himself against bullies. I that's think. right. Yeah. He can't defend himself <laughs> bullies, but kick the crap out of his potential girlfriend. Why not? <laughs> How many of the actors do you think knew anything about Dragon Ball? Did anybody seem to know James Marsters the characters? Does. James Marsters was heavily, heavily into it after he decided to go for the role. 
So he knows a lot about it. And look, he had the least screen time out of anyone. And what about Chai Fat? Uh, I think he said, I, I don't know the exact quotes, but he was aware of it, but had not read it or anything like that. And, and everybody else just did not seem to know the characters at all. Yeah, pretty much fresh to it. No one really is that not it. evident in this movie. <laughs> I think I liked him as Roshi Bear as far as representing the character. I don't know why. Well, let's talk about that because we did have the bikini quarterly or whatever that was, and the couple moments where he grabbed her ass and yeah, he's wearing a Jimmy Buffett T-shirt, which works. <laughs> <laughs> I think I liked him more than what Julian said. Julian said he kind of phoned in the performance. I thought it was a little better than that, uh, but it wasn't anything to really write home about. But of all the characters, he was probably the closest. To the comic ending that I know from the series. Well, he like, needed to hold back. Because <laughs> otherwise, he really would have overshadowed uh, oh, all, all, all the people around yeah. him. I mean, Chai, in fact, can be can just be quiet and stare at the screen. And everyone's like, all right, that's it. I give Which up. he did a couple times. but Yeah. He's, he's an incredible actor if given the right director and the right vehicle. And he was handed neither. But he still <laughs> managed to... I, I He's... He's a martial artist. Yeah. Like, you look at him when he was doing all his moves. You must summon forth your chi and your focus. And your, I was just like, that okay, I forget what, me, yeah. what I'm watching, but that's cool as hell. Yes. I, I do like his uh, I am the invincible Muten Roshi moment where he kind of shoved his hands up <laughs> into the air. Like, all right, that's kind of the character that I know. There were some kind of cool moments where it did feel, sort of feel like a Dragon Ball fight. Like, when he was fighting Goku, when he thought Goku was a thief, and they went to, like, the whole, I don't know, what do you, what's, like, you know, the double vision mode, where, like, they're, like, hitting each other so fast, you can see. Right, right, they're right. Moving, like, I, that felt sort of Dragon Ballish to me from watching the TV show. Uh-huh. But they didn't do that. They did it, like, t- once or twice throughout the whole movie, that type, that effect. And I thought that would have been an effect to pretty much keep going. Yeah, there wasn't much fighting. yeah. In retrospect. It was weird. I, I don't know. I didn't get it. That would have been expensive. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Yeah, if anything, it felt more adventurous than a fighting. Which is okay with me. Because... Which, I guess, is this Dragon Ball. It's not right. really DBZ, so they were going more. Exactly. There would have been more staring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Mai, uh, because oh my. she's kind of nothing. I mean, they took the name from one of Pilaf's henchmen and applied it to, I guess, what could have been a piano character one of Piccolo's henchmen, but it is kind of completely original. And she didn't seem to have much of a purpose other than just doing stuff for the sake of doing it. Was she under his control? Did she serve him for a certain number of years? She just did stuff, and I couldn't understand why she would do so. Well, I don't know. I mean, in the original source material, obviously... Her and um, you know Pilaf, they uh-huh. released you know Pick a Little Dime Out. Yes. So I guess that's kind of where it's they true. Went. So she was in that story arc in some capacity. Maybe she's the one who unleashed him, and just we didn't get that story. And honestly, a 15 second scene of that could have probably cleared up a lot of those questions. <laughs> Absolutely, like, <laughs> I don't and know I would why have that liked would... that because for me, I could have said, okay, I can see where they're going for the fan side and for the story side. Just I just wanted to know why he was back. She could have just been like the obsessive, like you know, obsession religious with religious zealot, or with something with like you know Piccolo, like reading about him and wanting to free him and serve him, right. you know, in the next world, you know, uh-huh. after he destroys the current world. So that would have made sense, I think, in the context of the movie. I, I don't know why right. they didn't bother with that. Uh, I think she was there because a producer said we need a female Asian chick. To fight the female Asian chick. (laughs) That was me, actually. Um, (laughs) I I phoned that one in. It was a good call. Um, I I thought so. You're a natural-born Hollywood producer. Uh, No, no, I was actually test tube. 
<laughs> I, I do. I, all the stuff you're talking about, Mike, uh, I do think goes back to the idea of cutting down for time. Definitely. Because it, it really feels like if that was a two-hour movie and they're like, crap, this is we're not going to be able to sell to actual adults. We're going to be selling to kids. Yep, yep. Then what do we cut out? And one of the first things that comes out is exposition. exposition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just, okay, we need to leave all the scenes with hot girls and all of the scenes with fighting, and, uh, okay, what do we have left? This movie. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> but it, that's, that's kind of what I meant by it, feel, it feels really trimmed right. down. It feels really fast. If uh, the audience that they're going for doesn't care, then Correct. why should they right, have it right, in the right. film? Well, then I guess the next question is, who's the audience for this? Well, I thought it was interesting who was actually in the theater where we were. Sure. Tell me about it. Uh, there were about 40 kids. Only two of them were under... 12. So like everybody else is like... There's a group of 16-year-olds that came in... <laughs> we, we noticed that the star, one girl was cool. hiding her head in shame. Yeah. And she <laughs> <walking around like laughs> seven guys and a girl. And like the girl was just like hiding her face yeah. from everybody. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think the people who went in were not, I'm here to see Dragon Ball. They're, I'm here to see a martial arts movie. Because yeah. it, was, it was basically, uh, you know, your rush hour crowd. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of the feeling I had. And, and hey, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, maybe you shouldn't call the characters what you called them. But, right, right. You know, and it wasn't a bad martial arts film. It, it was just okay. I don't know, but since we're Dragon Ball fans, then we're in we got we got that level. <laughs> That's a piece of crap. There yeah. was a young kid behind us leaving, talking to his dad or whoever he was with there, saying how he's like, oh, I guess the Dragon Balls are still out there. They have to find them. Like he clearly had a good time. So yeah, yeah. Clearly for like a very young fan right. who doesn't really, you know, I mean, that's great. I'm glad he had a good time. But I, I actually think that's where the movie should have ended. They should have said, time to go find the Dragon Balls, cue rule, and that would have been that fun, adventurous Oh, yeah, that thing weird that scene after the Krez is probably far the most awkward <laughs> scene. <laughs> well, even before that, we had the Goku and Chi-Chi scene, which from my last review, I was like, oh, God, these are killing me every time I see them. But then, but then after the first set of credits, it was just like, <laughs> in bed, like, turning like to the girl. He bed, waiting for, like, a lullaby or something. <laughs> He's like, his, his mommy brow dabbed off. It was, like, <laughs> weird. <laughs> well, this this is a question I've got. I, I got for, for for you too. Just since, since you're big Dragon Ball fans, you know everything there is to know about that show. So Pic again, in theory, Piccolo is in bed. Yes. Right? There's this hot Asian girl next to him. He rolls over. They smile. Did he sleep with her? I mean, come on, <laughs> impossible. Did he? I feel like he just sort of like he's got the stretchy arms thing. I don't know what, what's going on here. <laughs> I think he was like coddled by her, you know, like sing a lullaby. Really yes. awkward, awkward scene, I'm sure, if they kept it going. So this is going to be the transformation into the good piccolo because a nice old lady was feeding him soup and singing to him. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And according to Scott, possibly going beyond this. I mean, if they're going to make a sequel to this movie, I mean, obviously Piccolo sticks around as a good guy, so you're going to have to keep or at least him. on the side of Yeah, good sort too. of, you know, teetering Don't on. Don't get in know. my way. I need to yeah. take over the earth. Well, so, they're, they're, I mean, they're going to cut out any exposition that explains how that happened. But <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Actually, what they'll probably do is they'll make a little comic book mini series to explain all that and then make the transition from there. <laughs> oh, I, I think they already have that. It's called the manga. <laughs> <laughs> comic book mini series. It's a mini series. Come on. <laughs> There's a comic too? <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Piccolo a little bit more because it, while he's not in the movie much, he he was interesting. He had some interesting makeup and outfits. He I, he was interesting, but why? Like I never yes. got a why with him. Why 
does he want to take over the Earth as opposed to Venus there. or anywhere else? It, well, that's what evil it, people do. It, it it made no sense. I didn't understand any of his motivation. There was I didn't learn was anything about out. him. Exactly. Exposition was cut out. My problem with this was he seemed – I mean he's crushing houses. He blew up a city or whatever he did. He's Darth Vader. Why does he need a henchman? And he can find the Dragon Balls on his own. Why did we need a whole movie building up to a finale when he could have – Again, we wouldn't have a movie if he just did what he could do, but for whatever reason, Piccolo really bugged me in that respect. Not to mention that we didn't see him at all. We saw Mai plenty of times. Right, right. We didn't see him. In fact, I completely forgot about Who cares about Mai? I want to see Piccolo, (laughs) goddammit. Scott, the listeners can't see you raising your head. (laughs) But I I totally forgot about the scene where his blood was being drawn from him. Totally forgot because... Yeah, well, so fast. There's very little... It was a fast scene. There's so little of him that I just forgot that he was even in this movie. And if he just went himself, maybe he uh, could have accomplished a lot more. A lot more, yes. He looked bad. Why do I remember, like, in the first trailer I saw, he looked a lot like Bowser from the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> movie. Like, I was like, he looks awful. And then, like, he looked a little, he looked, first of all, he looked green and supposed to, like, this weird pale right, right. whitish. It's from what I remember. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm making that up. Yeah, but. they worked on the color over time. That was a huge complaint among fans, how he wasn't green. So he looked a little more like Piccolo, not like, I don't know, some creepy. Lizard. I don't mind him not being green now. <laughs> After seeing this, I really don't care. You don't care what color was. I don't was. really care anymore. Well, let's stick with costumes then. Uh, other than a Piccolo in what isn't really a Piccolo outfit, the closest thing to a Dragon Ball costume we have is Goku in the Gi, which looked kind of like it. It was all right. I, I was... For the last five seconds of the film. Yeah. Right, right. We, we get this whole, all right, he opens the thing and finds it, and then I guess he just carries that trunk with him for the remainder of the movie. Yeah, it was a little And then weird. while the Jeep, flying Jeep, is crashing, somehow he manages to put on his boots and get into the outfit. Wait, that wasn't a DeLorean? <laughs> <laughs> was Where fun. we're going, we don't need roads. Uh... I want to talk about the final battle with Goku and Piccolo. This is something that Greg brought up on our forum after seeing it over in Japan. They missed the most perfect opportunity for a direct nod to the battle between Goku and Piccolo. They set it up to do it right there, and they didn't deliver the punch with the Ozaru behind Goku punching through Piccolo. It was right there in front of them. They set it up, and... That killed me. They dropped yeah. it. I was hoping for that. Like, when I saw it, I was like... Oh, they're doing it! They're so doing it! They're doing it! And then oh. I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> like, really? Can you just give us a bone here? Do, you, yeah, do yeah. you think they filmed it and it just didn't work and they decided not to do it? It's possible. I mean, they Live had... action. I don't know if that would work. It might have been too violent. I mean, it was a PG movie, Very right? true. Very maybe true. Maybe flying through a guy... Yeah. Making a big hole through one. At the very least, maybe just a shadow of the Ozaru behind Goku would have been enough for me. Maybe not necessarily going through Piccolo, but like there was half a nod and it just it just wasn't there. Why didn't anyone ever go to another dimension? Like I was missing that. <laughs> like like well, well, when Ro- does that happen? Roshi that did that started in Z, didn't it? Roshi did. He talked to Gohan, remember he kicked him out of that dimension. Oh, that's and that's the back. other dimension. Oh yes. Do you see how oh, this works now? I really like the moment when it was like Piccolo was like, defeat Ozaru. You are Ozaru, ba-ba-ba! He's like, no! It's like, then the eclipse happens at that very moment. <laughs> I had I no not, idea. I had no, I had no idea. What? I can't tell, but, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I had no idea that was coming. Well, I mean, I'm being sarcastic like, in the sense that, like... Right before it, was, it happened, I went, oh, right. That's what happened. 
But I was expecting that earlier because you know is because uh, because Gohan dies from being stepped on by a giant monkey. You know, yes, like, I, I, yes. like well, he still kind of gets stepped on, but it was by his own house. Right. So, but then I just kind of totally forgot about the whole. All right, so they're they're not Saiyans. They're not from another planet. They don't turn into giant monkeys. I got to the end and they're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> well, I thought maybe like they just deviated so badly that. Piccolo actually summoned Ozaru and was going to fight Goku or something like that. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, that's weird. But then it's like, oh, okay, he is Ozaru. How I actually, dramatic. <laughs> I actually thought it was a good twist. I didn't see it coming. Fair enough. I really didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We had to admit the delivery wasn't epic. I mean, it was a sort of no, like... it was epic. He's like, you are Ozaru. He's like, no, no, it's impossible. No. <laughs> it's like, at that moment, eclipse, bloop. <laughs> there were definitely some I don't care who this is intended for that was cringingly awful moments. There were definitely some of those, but yeah, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that overall, I, I like the movie. All right. Uh. <laughs> there were aside from the really really awful stuff and that this had nothing to do with Dragon Ball. I was like, eh, it, it wasn't bad. Going back to costuming, uh, I did like how they put a little blue streak in Bulma's hair because I Otherwise, she was who. Well, no. she would have looked ridiculous with full blue hair in that I world. I thought her haircut was She was wearing ridiculous. purple, though, which I thought was kind of a cool nod. I don't know. True, <laughs> true. She would, I mean, like, hair, if she had completely blue hair, like, it would have been really weird <laughs> to come out. I mean, I this, like I like the, the streak there, but I, I thought the haircut in and of itself was pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I mean, she then again, girl hair. Dragon Ball, Ball hair. True, she's allowed to have her wacky haircut. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Yeah. It kept the bangs, and it was a ponytail. It was like, okay, that's what she had early on. I thought there was a weird puffy thing up top, but... Never. Yeah, like, she had like a top like, knot. Yeah. Never. They kind of were going. They definitely were going for like sort of the uh, Laura Croft type thing with a double gun. Oh, absolutely. Two guns, you know, flipping around, shooting. I mean, right. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but after we decided this is not really a Dragon Ball film, I'm like, all right, fine. Add in something that looks cool. I, <laughs> at this point, I don't care. Definitely. Well, aren't we missing one of the biggest things that I was upset with? The Ozaru is like eight feet tall. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, he grows a little bit. He's supposed to, and be, his clothes are still yeah. fine. Which, it, could, it couldn't which work. Is fine, it, but he was supposed to destroy the world. He's he's this guy that's an ape. He's just some uh, dude. He's some dude with red eyes and an ape, and he's he's Doctor Zeus. <laughs> right, yeah, he's Team Wolf. I'm, that just did not seem threatening at all to me. Very much. Yeah. A Why was he moment? so important for the destruction of the Earth to Piccolo? Because like it didn't seem like he could do a whole lot like that powerful compared to what Piccolo could do. I know. Other than just be a henchman, <laughs> it's like why is he? Why do you need him? Like come on, Piccolo, you got the Dragon Balls. Just take it over that way. <laughs> My big question is: Okay, Piccolo was sealed away two thousand years ago, and it mentioned that he had Ozaru the Destroyer then. So Piccolo was sealed away two thousand years ago. Goku was sent here in a meteor. 18 years ago? So where did Goku go? From the past. <laughs> between the 2,000 years and the 18 years to leave and then come back? Maybe they're different as ours. All like, questions that yeah. begin with why are to be edited from the film. <laughs> are, are, for the next Damn movie, it. are they really going to try to get into the old, you know... This one has to make money Like, that Goku's from outer space, and that's why he becomes a monkey? Like, it it I don't, sounds like that's where they're going. They're going to have to go that route, I guess. Yeah. Route, I guess. So I don't know. Either that or... I thought, like, maybe, okay, Piccolo got resurrected 18 years ago, and that caused a big scorcher, and thus, you know, Goku or Uzaru reverted back to a baby... Uh-huh. And that—that's when Gohan found him. Right. That's what I got. We don't. Him. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. That, that was one of the biggest problems. But other than not knowing why Piccolo came back, was the discrepancy between two thousand years and eighteen years with Goku randomly showing up again. Well, they were very big on like the mystical 
aspects of Dragon Ball, but it'd be interesting if they yeah, sort of yeah. tear that all down with going to the sci-fi realm, mm-hmm. you know, with the next movie. I, I assume the next movie's got to have, like, Vegeta. It's if they make Vegeta another movie, now. they're going right, to have right. to go to, like, the Vegeta and Raditz and all them. Yes. So we'll have to see how that... Supposedly, mm-hmm. the script's already written. Is this I, really going to turn that big of a profit to warrant this? Like, I can't... <laughs> I was going to say, I was surprised that what they did with the Dragon Balls themselves... Oh, they were gorgeous. They, they did it just like the show is i really thought that they were gonna either give some kind of explanation like oh these come from outer space or oh these are from you know ancient you know go into some kind of background of how they're these ancient things Mm -hmm. or maybe change around they just were what they were they they were just you know just a thing you collect like like pokemon cards which is (laughs) which is what they were in dragon ball at first so that so works. you'll accept that, but you're annoyed no, that, at all the other stuff no, that no, was explained. No, but that's that I didn't accept it. That was that oh, was okay. kind of my my point is that I thought that was a lot. I mean, I accepted it because the little bit I know about Dragon Ball, I know it's in there. But I was thinking if I knew nothing, nothing, which I was close, close to, to but, it. Uh, that's what you would want I, it to be. I would have been really confused as to just it. It reminded me of a big problem I had in Transformers, which is a great movie done by a great director, but. <laughs> Not being sarcastic. You mean Transformers Two, right? That's even better. Right. <laughs> Drops June twenty sixth. By the way, just so you know. But it seemed to me in, in that movie they had the what was it? I keep calling it the GameCube. It was the uh, some something. It was an Xbox. Q, okay. Yeah, the something cube or something. Uh, the, something Spark. And I was the just Autobot like, Matrix. and I was just like, what? Like, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And I would have felt the same way about these Dragon Balls. Like, oh, they have numbers. You just collect them and a dragon appears. But there's no explanation. Trade with all your friends. <laughs> right. There's no explanation as to, oh, this is like an ancient god or this is that or this is, you know, some kind of ancient mythology or try and base it, even if you have to fake it, but sort of base it in some kind of. But that's like cleaning up a spot on a dirty car now you gotta clean the rest of it right right well they talked about like seven ancient warriors that originally fought piccolo but they never yeah. made the direct connection between the seven warriors and the seven dragon balls if there was a connection between right them. you can't really tell like the mythology was very very had a lot of gaps i was like sort of like so where's the connection well, <laughs> like, wait a second hang on all right but at the end when when goku wishes uh shenlong out uh-huh. he, he knows what to say the test of the seven is complete. Uh, <laughs> Another oh God, example that of really that's that's cringeworthy dialogue. That is in reference to the show, though. In the show, they tried. You know, some uh, one of the characters got the seven balls, didn't know what to say, couldn't get the dragon out. How does Goku know what to say? Yeah, that, I don't know. That, rule number one: there is no rules. <laughs> <laughs> wow! The moment the moment it took us fifty minutes yeah. to get to that. <laughs> But the moment that the the sun was eclipsed and he turned into Azaro, all of a sudden now he has ten times the power. He knows what's going on. Ten times the, the knowledge. And and apparently, well, for the original Goku, it was a hundred times. But <laughs> I think that's that's kind of what happened. As soon as that happened, then all of a sudden from then on, he's competent. He knows what he's doing. He's whatever. I mean, there, there's nothing really in there, but it seems to be at that moment. Yeah. We don't hear it at all, though, until he says it. So right. it just seems sort of off to me, if anything. It's convenient. Convenient. Yes, Everything about this so. movie was convenient, whether right. it was the location of the Dragon Balls or, hey, it's time to go to Toy Son. Or the spiky hair on Goku's head. Or the spiky hair, very convenient. I don't have anything else in particular I want to go to other than final thoughts. Is there anything else someone wants to get into for a discussion point? Um, No. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I, I do want to make a comparison. Uh, sure. I, we were looking this up in the car. Um, right now, uh, Street Fighter. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got to compare these. Has two, a yes. Rotten Tomato score of four. 
Okay. I just want to mention that. Uh, Dragon Ball has a score of 19. Yes, it does. Interesting. It's get, it's getting the kids. Like, some, it's on its way down. Some, some critics yes. are saying that it's a good movie for kids. And I think Street Fighter was a PG-13 movie, which wasn't... It wasn't a good movie for adults. It wasn't a good movie for you kids. You can't really market it to kids. The way, It was pretty... Actually, kind of violent. I mean, yeah. Bison, like, ripped his good spawn child out of his wife's stomach. I mean, <laughs> there was things that kids shouldn't see. So I think the fact that Dragon Ball can be marketed to kids and the fact that, like, younger kids are having a good time with it definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. helps it keep it from being into the, you know, single digits on Rotten Tomatoes. I think. And, right. and, and kid, children should not be exposed to Chris Klein's acting. I oh, God, <laughs> no. They, <laughs> they should not. I, I don't know. We had Yamcha in this movie. That's, that's <laughs> a good close. point. That's I would close. take Yamcha over Chris Klein. And be, I agree. Was Yamcha? <laughs> 54 years old. I mean, didn't he look really old? He had very shiny lips too. Compared for some to reason. Bulma, anyways. Yeah. Who I should note said her name was Bulma Briefs in this rather than Bulma Enchanto. And while Briefs may not be accurately her last name in the series, at least that's better than Enchanto. And no, Chi Chi McRoberts. Which uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, which, McFarlane, <laughs> which I will say, unfortunately, the PSP game took the junior novel uh, character name, so there is Bulma Enchanto and Chichi McRoberts over in there. I'll be reviewing that in oh, due damn, time. And the PSP game would have been so good too, but they didn't do that. <sighs> it didn't just, have anything to do with the movie. Oh, it didn't have anything to do with those names. Oh, otherwise, names. it would have been perfect. <laughs> it <would> be great. <laughs> And I, I would just say, uh, along what Scott was saying, I really didn't think it was that bad. Okay. I mean, this is not a movie that I would have gone out to see. It's not <laughs> a movie I plan Never. on buying on DVD, but I, it was watchable. Okay. And it was entertaining enough for me to, to tolerate it. I mean, in a good way or in a it's so bad it's a good way? No, in, in a good it, It's a really hard thing to do to make something that didn't take itself seriously, right. but isn't camp. Right. And I actually thought it... It could have done that very easily. It could have gone very campy, or it could have taken itself too seriously, and I thought it actually did a good job of, of tiptoeing that line. True. Um, which made it made it watchable. It's better than like a Joel Schumacher Batman movie. All right. Yeah, I was really expecting it to just drive irrevocably off a cliff, and it always stopped short. Yeah. The only things that were a problem, I mean, as, as much as I, I do love Jay. James, I, I thought most of the scenes with Piccolo in them were just awful. They, the way they were shot, yeah, they, like yeah. he was not given any chance to shine. He wasn't. No, he, he really wasn't. But aside from some of the just dreadfully awful moments, there were some good moments. There I, were. The fights would have been good if they weren't edited so clunkily. But you know, overall, I mean, so it, are it you saying the movie. fights would have been good had they been edited differently and had been done by talented people? Well, not necessarily well, by talented. Cause if they were done by it. talented people, they would have been. They wouldn't need to have been edited so to. weirdly. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think the editing was more for style, but it made yeah. it look like no one had any skills. The the kid who who played um, who was that main character again? <laughs> whatever, 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 whoever they, he was, they called him Son Goku. Yeah, I forget who he was, but he actually had a couple of good moves in there. When he, he actually did. had, like, he, he the people in there did something. I but, should know. I thought Chatwin was better than I thought he was going to be, but he did have a little too much of the stone face in the poor me moments. Even later in the movie when I thought they were done with that. What did the boys call him? Geeko or something? Geeko. 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 We have a great martial arts in that film. Chow Yun-Fat is in that film. Chow Yun-Fat is still edited fast. He's not a martial artist, though. He's, he's been in some really he, good he's, stuff. He was in Crouching Tiger, but other than that... He's always been, he started off as a soap opera star. Right. 
And then he did a bunch of John Woo shoot 'em ups, yeah, which are action, but not really martial arts. So yep. he's not really a martial no, artist. He's not Jet Li. He's not Jackie Chan. But he was convincing enough. With but he his is good. And stuff. But he is good compared to everyone else. Well, in the he's movie. Chinese. Can't all Asians <laughs> do that? I... That's true. Andrew, I, I got to ask you about your boy Ernie Hudson. Oh yeah, I, I, he's going to be doing Ghostbusters three next. What else is there to do? Yeah, I I, I didn't even recognize him. I I did yeah. not recognize. He, he looked familiar. I, I would have been the same way had I not known that he was in this movie. I'd been saying that guy looks really. Familiar. He's getting old. He he. Well, so happens. Yeah, I I haven't seen Ernie in a while, and when I saw the credits and I saw Ernie Hudson, I said, "Wow, oh my god!" I didn't even recognize, and I immediately figured out who he was. Right, right. But uh, uh, he could. They could have used more of him. I agree completely. A little more Slimer too that would have helped. <laughs> Let me go around and get final thoughts on the movie. Mary. Okay, as you know, I've been dreading this day. I have made my dread very known. I was not even willing to go see this, and you know, I went to it because you know it's a, for the show, and it. I was hoping it would be an instance of it. It'll be so bad, it's good. Uh-huh. I'm shocked to say I didn't feel that way. It wasn't great, but I did not hate this movie. Interesting. I didn't hate it. It had really bad moments. You've hated some movies recently. I've, I I thought you were going to really hate this. Yeah, I kind of came out of this the same way I came out of Chun Li, where it's like I knew this was bad, but parts of it still Which entertained is me. Chun Li or this? I don't know. I'm gonna have to say Dragon Ball slightly, just because it is Dragon Ball. All right. And I have more of attachment to it than Street Fighter. But I mean, I don't. I didn't <laughs> leave it feeling. And you know what? I hate to bring this up, especially with the conversation we had in the car in the car with Scott um, a couple hours ago. I hated Forbidden Kingdom like far more than this. Yeah, and it's sad because that had quality, you know, martial artists in it, and yep, yep. maybe even a much better effects, much better choreography. But something about that movie just really put me off, and I actually like Dragon Ball more than this, despite the styrofoam rocks and horrible CG <laughs> and horrible editing. It's weird. Like, I, I can tell it's a really, really terrible movie. Is it movie. the underlying Toriyama stuff that was able no. to... No? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what it is that made me not disgusted. All right. I can't pinpoint it. It's weird. It's an enigma. You really want my thoughts on this? <laughs> Jeff, I would love to know what you have to say. All you, right. Of all the people here, I'm dying to know what you have to say. That's a lie. Next. Because no, I love reviewing <laughs> stuff with you. All right, fine. Uh, I'll treat this movie like I treated the Super Mario Brothers movie when I was 13. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Which I saw recently. And really? as I said to a few people here, I thought it was a better movie than Pitch Black. Boom! I'm not, I'm not going yeah. there. Get I'm not going there. I'm sorry. No, Just I'm Just because I happened to watch him in the you, you would no. say that in the eye of the Vin Diesel agree. storm? with me. I disagree. How dare you say that right now? Vin Diesel is the shit right now. <laughs> Jeff, Two movies he's fast like and furious. <laughs> he's Riddick. He's the wheel man. Get out of here. <laughs> Jeff. I'm going to side with Bryce's comment about the kid who was uh, really, enjoy- I think, really getting into it. Um, yeah. For any kid, I think they're really going to. Again, you have know, a fun time. Fi- have a fun time. Not have to deal with all the stuff that we're picking at. Yeah, uh, but certainly, I think ten years later or twenty years later, they're going to look back at this and be like, "Is that worth buying the DVD?" Mm, <laughs> they're going to look back not. at this the way you look back at Super Mario Brothers. Exactly. You, Although I still watch it. But. And you got to remember, kids will be entertained when you dangle your keys in front of them. So. <laughs> right, right. They're like and, cats. And so will you. They're like cats. <laughs> they couldn't see that but it's all right yeah so it'll have some nostalgic value i'm sure for some kids out there but i'm i'm disappointed there wasn't as much tie-ins to the originals there should have been andrew your thoughts on the movie final thoughts on the movie for someone who didn't want to come 
Right. Well, it, it, it was better than I thought. You I said that, yeah. And I thought it was better than the Chung Lee movie, too. It just seemed okay. – the Chung Lee movie seemed like it was very amateurishly am, amateurishly directed. Uh-huh. And, and this, despite all its flaws, and there were many, they seemed to have a better grasp of what they were doing. Obviously, I think the fans have a problem with it because they were trying to cater to me yep. as opposed to you, which I think is a mistake as far as – the movie making money goes, but um, if you're looking for just a a very something that's it, it's basically a cash cow, I think is by trying appeal to me. Mm-hmm. They know the other fans are going to go see it anyway. Right. So it just seemed like it was very so might heavily, as well go for you. Right. So I, it seemed very heavily produced to me. Like it, it seemed like it was the creation of a bunch of staff meetings uh, and movie I think, by committee. Yes, and I think uh-huh. a lot of the things that actually did make it seem Dragon Ballish were probably from the few people that were involved in the movie, like James Marsters, from mm-hmm. what I've been hearing. Throwing actually things in pushing and getting it things. past the committee. Right, exactly. Gotcha. So I, I thought the acting was poor for the most part, but it wasn't a movie you were going to go see for the acting. Right. It, 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 I, th- I, I thought it just had a good look to it for what it was. I, uh-huh. I was expecting it to look cheaper than it looked. So you're glad you came out tonight? Well, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying go see Avatar, the live action film, and Transformers too? Oh, when when uh, Transformers drops out June 26, yes. you better be there because that's that you will go to film school with Michael Bay, and then Avatar. I will go to film school with Michael Bay. <laughs> He's gonna take you to school. I mean, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> and root through the garbage in the back. <laughs> Albert, give me your final thoughts on Dragon Ball Evolution. Well. Overall, I thought, considering this was you know a PG movie, yep. and it was aimed towards that demographic. I thought it was okay. I thought some of the performances were obviously cheesy. You know, you know Justin Chatwin, June Park with his bro, and you know, somewhat. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're in a hole, man. <laughs> I got but, a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> but um, overall, it was okay. I mean, it they they made the movie for a specific demographic. And I think they did okay by it. Okay. Megan. All right. Um, I'm just going to say that like, I didn't really go into the movie like knowing everything about it. Like, I saw some photos. and Right. Like, you I haven't been really heavily following right. all like, the I saw news everything. and I didn't go like, Right. I didn't go out of my way to. You didn't read the junior novel twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does... um, is that a. Did you just. Is that your admission? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but I guess. I mean, I liked it, I guess. I mean, it was Dragon Ball, but it. I mean, it wasn't Dragon Ball. It was almost Dragon Ball. It had the names attached to the characters and everything. I was kind of hoping for the whole. The scene at the end with Piccolo and Goku. Kind of Piccolo busting through. Goku, reverse that. Goku busting through Piccolo. I was looking forward to that. Just like little nods to um, the fans in the series, but right, it was entertaining for what it was. So it was a filler episode. It was um, an entertaining, <laughs> an entertaining Gaiden. Yes. Okay. Joy. Well, as you said earlier, you were saying it reminded you of Super Mario Brothers. I agree with you exactly. It's exactly. I picture that the time I went to see that movie at the movie theater, like that kind of feeling that of excitement kind of, feeling of that like, age. I know this is not going to be any, have anything to do with, but it says this word in the title. But yeah, it just yeah. the excitement you get, just the fact that it's in a theater and it has just a little inkling towards it. Mm-hmm. It's like 
yeah, it's not there, but just basically that's the whole feeling I got. I mean, I knew going in, it had absolutely nothing to do with it. I knew it was going to be cheesy as hell. It's going to be low budget, whatever. I I didn't care. And it was a happy bonus to have James Masters in it. <laughs> you just wanted more of him, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all lost in that respect. Oh, yeah. Especially James Marsh. <laughs> well, his nude scene was interesting. <laughs> Very true. There's a green one. Christ. Uh, green green um, Well, I can't say I regretted going because it was $10 for... I, I, I had a good time. Like, I laughed a lot. So I laughed. I cried. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really cry. And it, it, it wasn't like... From the very beginning, I was, you know... I knew it wasn't going to be that good. Like, I wasn't going to this, like, finally, finally live-action Dragon Ball. And, I, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I just feel like Dragon Ball is meant for the animated realm. I just yeah. I just don't see how you can make that live-action without it looking ridiculous. <laughs> like, it just, it just seems like... And you thought it looked like, ridiculous. Yeah, it looked ridiculous, and which is fine. I mean, I enjoyed it, but, like, if you're really going to make a, a movie that, you know, fans are going to appreciate and doesn't look, you know, totally bonkers, I think... I think animated realm was really the way to go, and I think it's the same thing with Street Fighter. I just think live action people throwing fireballs at each other just just looks ridiculous, and there's like really no no amount of CG can make that look natural. And yeah, I, I it was better than Chun Li. I'll say that right now, better than this, the, the Legend of Chun Li. That was just awful by all accounts. But um, yeah, I, I, it was fun. I had a good time. I like I like awesomely bad movies, so I definitely liked it. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna say it's a good movie by interest of the imagination. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Scott, we're up to you. You said uh, you liked it. I did. I mean, I I enjoyed it because I was I was looking at what it was, uh, not what it could have been or, or maybe what it should have been. Uh, the biggest problem that I really had with it, even though, like I said, overall, I, I did have a good time, it's that this this is kind of like Dragon Ball's one shot, you know, to a degree. Yep. So since this was made, we're not going to have, you know, we're not going to have, like, a good director uh, you know, make a really great version. But I think what the film had to do was actually decide who its audience was and then be true to that audience. And just because something's a kid movie, hey, you can still have exposition and have it make sense. You can still have something be coherent. You know, the best kids' books, you know, Dr. Seuss books, so you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, all yeah, that stuff, yeah. you know, doll stuff and all of that, it's, it can still be good. Every Pixar film, I mean. Honestly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. Just because it's a kid's film doesn't mean, well, we can get away with shortchanging the audience. This was... Uh, maybe, you know, between two and three stars, and if with a better script, better, uh, better director, and them consciously making this, the decision, we want adults to also like this, this could have been a four. Wow. And that's why I'm, I'm disappointed with it, cause, you know, it, it could have been something really good, but instead, I guess they said, you know, maybe in those committee meetings you're talking about, Unfortunately, we don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't. We do have Chow Yun Fat, though. <laughs> but that's where the money went. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So they 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 kind of made the decision to uh, to to, to kind of cheap out a little bit on on those things, and they could have had something great. And instead, they got something that's enjoyable if you hold your breath. I'm going to disagree with one thing, though. They they did do Hulk twice, and they did do Fantastic Four twice. So you never know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, yeah. I hope you're right. <laughs> but. Do you want a Dragon Ball reboot in five to ten years? Different script, different director. Or would you rather have this one just been good and get good sequels later? Well, did oh, you sure. want Final Four, t uh, uh, Fantastic Four two? 
<laughs> yeah, no, wait, no, because the Hulk is a revamp. Like that was I mean, the Fantastic Four was a sequel. No, no, there no, was a revamp. They redid Fantastic Four. Yeah, they're doing they did it. it. They're mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Oh, they're going. Wait. I never saw already. the original. Oh, and they're or... going to be redoing it again, so we'll have a third. Yeah. But it's a revamp. No, by it's, a re- wow. it's a reboot. It's definitely a reboot. No kidding. No, oh, oh, I didn't know that. All right, well, now yeah. I'm more interested all of a sudden. I thought you meant this Rise of the Silver Surfer was the second. Well, you, s- Four. Okay. you said you can't you can't have any of this stuff look look good live, but that's what we thought about Batman. That's what we thought about Spider-Man. You're right. I mean, um, who could have pulled this off? I'm going for Sam Raimi on this one. You know, who who could have pulled this off? Or James I Cameron. I agree. I mean, like that—that's the the quality, the level of quality you have to have before you can make this work. You go anything yeah. short yeah. of basically godlike skill, <laughs> you can't you can't pull it off. Yeah, I mean, look at the Wachowski brothers with Speed Racer. That a lot of people who were fans of the show actually thought it was pretty decent. Mm. I enjoyed Speed Didn't Racer. I liked it, yeah. and not even necessarily it. Speed Racer fan, but I, I enjoyed that movie for what it was. I yeah. thought they took the material and brought it to the place it needed to be, and I don't think they necessarily did that with Dragon Ball. Yeah. This, this, this I was literally proved wrong i just you know just, yeah, yeah. This, this seems like not enough money or resources are put or i guess the seriousness is not really put behind it to make it this yeah, effort in general a proper yeah effort really is what it is and resources as well i mean clearly more money to cg maybe would have helped a lot and didn't they do it didn't the wachowski brothers do a dragon ball z movie called matrix revolutions <laughs> yeah wait a sec yes yes i think i managed to forget that what was that about <laughs> Is that it? Well, we have yet to hear from one person. Ah, oh, oh, you. <laughs> I Tyler. <laughs> I think they're out cold. They have nothing Meow. to say. <laughs> I think you guys covered a lot of what I wanted to say. I, I'm. I have a sneaking suspicion that the majority of you liked it more than I did, and I can't tell from my own perspective if that's the Dragon Ball fan in me or if it's just you know, watching a movie. I'm not sure yet. I'm actually debating whether or not I like Street Fighter more than I like this. I'm not entirely sure. And I don't know what type of discussion points I could even bring to the table on it. I'm listening to everything you said. I think I'm going to have to re-listen to the episode as a whole myself. You know, I'm going to have to edit it anyway. But And then maybe form a final decision. I don't know how I feel about this movie. Way to go, Debbie Downer. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you were if- laughing a lot, though, so worth $10 at least, right? <laughs> with, with all of you and going to see it, I had a good time. And before the movie started, I got a text from Caster in all caps that said, Best movie ever won. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I had a good mood going into the movie. Well, I- let, me, let me ask you this. Sure. Which music did you like better, uh, Chung-Li or Dragon Ball? Music? Yeah. I don't remember a single tune. Yeah, I don't either. From Chun Li? Really? There was music? I don't like, yeah, was. You remember that? Come on, Street Fighter in the club. Oh, oh my <laughs> God, you're right. Stripper scene, that's right. <laughs> oh, God, then yeah, Street Fighter by far. <laughs> Agreed completely with Bryce. Street Fighter had the better soundtrack. All right, that's it. We, we have come to the day that we have been anticipating and dreading for what feels like years now, it's it's come and gone. And the next thing will be the Blu-ray release when we watch it with commentary. <laughs> oh, God. And, and then do our own. And is, is everyone in on this? I mean, we'll have to rewatch it again. I'll come back in three years. All yeah, right. sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Maybe you can, like, record a commentary. And I was going like, to Just put the commentary, the audio, onto your website. People can download it and put the film on silent and listen to We're, you guys. They have that <laughs> set up for Blu-ray. They oh, have, yeah, okay. oh, wow, wow. A lot of movies that's We are fully planning up. on doing it. Julian is going to be... He's not going to be back in the States until... Um, 
next holiday season. But he does want to do a commentary track uh, with all of us local. Hmm. So I'll, I'll definitely look forward to doing that. And we'll do that thing where we point out, oh, this is a reference to this. Uh, this is what they're going for. This was totally different. And then he's also requested that we do an MST3K commentary track on it as well. So uh, you will have dual commentary tracks coming from Daizen Shui X in the months to come. So that's that. It is over. Uh, there's a case of beer in the fridge, courtesy of Bryce, and we're going to paint a house tomorrow. Ooh. So with all that, I would like to say goodbye to everyone. Let's go around and say if there's anything you, you want to plug or do or anything like that. I'll go in reverse order. Scott. I got nothing to plug because uh, I haven't been doing much of anything except for working. Come back sooner than three years. Yep. I'll be back soon. You've invited me to do some uh, panel on ethics, which is something I feel very strongly about. We'll, we'll do that sometime soon. Awesome. Thank you. Bryce. Um, goodbye. Check me out at TacoGeneration.net uh, for the podcast Taco Generation, just general anime podcast. And that's it. <laughs> good having you. Thank you for having me. A good time. Good time. Uh, Joy saying goodbye and uh, listen to Daisenshu, of course, and Jeff and Mike's other podcast, which I forget the name. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> that great podcast. We forget. That. Low fidelity, honey. That's it. Yay. Low fidelity. Megan, um, getting oh. lower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently, people know me as the uh, resident Tenshinhan fangirl. Um, you say it yourself, so that's true. Okay. Um, I am the self-proclaimed resident there you <laughs> Tenshinhan go. fangirl. Um, I have a website, kind of. It's sort of dead. But it's welcome called... to the club here. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but it's called Three's the Charm. I don't. Yeah, Google it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> if you want, uh... put it in the show notes. <laughs> That's right, Albert. Yeah, I don't really have really anything to plug other than you know I just did my usual little segment on Otaku Generation weekly DVD releases available on iTunes. And just a occasional blog here and there. Um, a couple of you know cons and stuff like that at. Uh, Albert A.K. Pitbull on YouTube.com. Awesome. Mr. Dudox. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Just give a quick shout out to DreamWork Pictures, Transformers <laughs> 2, drops June, 20, uh, June 26th. Um, yep. It's going to be action-packed, full of robots beating the crap out of each other. And uh, a shout out to Paramount Pictures and M. Night Shyamalan, last airbender coming out sometime in 2010. And... Uh, and I think that's it for my shout-outs. All right. Action-packed, no room for plot, but action-packed. <laughs> it, it, it's a philosophical movie with some kung fu and action in it. Uh, we heard that before, and it didn't work for The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Uh, yeah, me signing off, saying goodbye. Um, Joy said it. Listen to Low Fidelity at lowfidelity.info. You'll hear me and Mike there. It's awesome. Uh, this is Mary signing off uh, from the site Temple O' Trunks, which... I went to renew my hosting and then canceled it because it was too expensive. I was going to go on Mike's server, so I have no site right now. It's in limbo. I'll be sub-hosting it at some point in the future. Yeah. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, it'll be back. Great. And we'll see you every week. See me every week, hopefully. Same Pat channel. This, the, the rest Same of this time. Uh, month might be dicey. Yeah, I don't know what's going <laughs> we'll on for the show happens, next week. We may we or may not have one. We move in two weeks, so we'll figure it out. And where can you be found, Mike? I can be found right now in your ears. Julian and I, Daizenshuex, www.daizex.com, as the nice man would say. Oh dear. Oh dear. Huh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, Julian, we miss you. Come back to the US, please. So, that's it. That was episode, what did I say, 172 of the podcast. The day which will live in infamy. Dragon Ball Evolution. April 10th. DBE! That's a catchy Wink. name. <laughs> I gotta collect them all. <laughs> uh, thank you. We'll see you next time on the show. I don't like that everyone looks at me, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like the way that this is arranged. Right, I'll, I'll leave. Goodbye. <laughs> and who put it there? I'm not going to buy this. God damn it. You're right. <laughs>